Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, we're going to talk about restoring your cervical spine, your curve in your neck, and all the things that, that are associated with it, which is huge. Now, the, and thank you for all those that are subscribed to the Dr. BVIP. Um, you are helping keeping us on the air, keeping our message out there. So God bless you. Thank you. Now, the last Thursday of the month, which is coming up in next week, we're going to be going over how to reverse arthritis, and that's our apprenticeship program. I totally recommend those. Now, Extreme Health Academy, um, I'm going to be again on there. Uh, we're going to do about a two-hour webinar this coming Sunday. Um, and Extreme Health Academy, you can get on there for uh, Bergman14 is the code. So let's start off with the neck. Number one, headaches and migraines. Did you know that 93% of all headaches are coming from the neck? Honest to goodness. And those tension headaches, sinus headaches, referred trigger point headaches, all of those are coming from the neck. About 7% of headaches are from toxicities like alcohol, drugs, and dehydration. One-tenth of 1% are from tumors or other causes. Now I'm going to give... Uh, a couple of different um, uh, case studies, like before and afters. But some of the simplest things, okay, particularly when you're talking about sinuses what, or, or types of headaches. Like if you have a sinus headache, one of the ways that you can assess it is by putting one hand in the front, one hand in the back of your skull and approximating pressure. So you're squeezing your head together from the front and back. And if this changes it, if this changes symptoms at all, makes it better or worse, then its sinuses are involved. So it's going to be ideal to get that corrected. Then um, get to a chiropractor, they'll correct the neck. Or you can hold, if you have a sinus headache, a hot cup of tea in your mouth or steam therapy. You know, boil some water, put some eucalyptus leaves in there or mint leaves and breathe it in through your nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And that'll de-stress out the sinuses. Now, migraines, migraines, the only way to take care of those, and you've got to know most of them are coming from the neck. So that the problem will be identified on the x-rays, and it's going to be very, very specific chiropractic adjustments are going to correct the problem. Now, um, and if you look at blood pressure, blood pressure does not cause does not cause a headache. Blood pressure does not cause a headache. But pain from a headache will cause high blood pressure. Okay, so just just make sure that you understand that. Now eye strain headache, this is one where your eyes are just like hurting, they're exhausted. Um, you, you know, you're you're staring at a computer screen. The way to correct that is hands over your eyes um, cover your eyes, so but you can still open and close your eyes, and focus in to see the back of your hand or the, the palm of your hand. Uh, so think of this: your eyes are in complete dark. You got them covered, and you open your eyes and try and focus in on the inside palm of your hand. Now, what happens is this relaxes the intrinsic muscles of the hand, and you'll feel like a like it's an eye strain headache that just goes away like immediately. It's amazing. So again, now if you're approximating the head and you're identifying a sinus headache, um, you get adjusted, get spicy foods that will help vasodilate. 
um, water and fresh pineapple, and this will knock out that headache um, and also get adjusted. Now, and I'm going to go over trigger point headaches, and one of the most important is if you have pain over one eye, now let's just say the right eye for the heck of it, pain over one eye typically is an ipsilateral referred trigger point headache. And what that means, if it's on the right side over the right eye, it's going to be on the right shoulder. And if you look halfway between the shoulder, the outside edge of the shoulder and the neck, halfway in between there, in the, uh, right in the middle of the trapezius, you're going to feel like a golf ball of tissue. Now, that's a referred trigger point headache, super, super common in traumas of the rib cage area and traumas of the neck. Now, there's also heavy metals are hugely important, okay, that, that are going to lead to certain headaches. And, and when you're looking, and this is um, elevated roots of cadmium, manganese, lead, copper, um, any type of heavy metal toxicity, and this is also going to be coming from dental implants, industrial areas, super, super common. So you've got to detox that system. And that's going to be through EDT chelation, but also every time you eat something, think of let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Get cilantro, get um, uh, parsley, get a green drink. All of these things, anytime you're eating healthy, green, organic foods, it has a detoxing effect on the body. Um, you can also eat garlic and onions, which have antimicrobial properties. Fantastic. Um, beets clean the blood. I mean, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Now, there's certain drugs that can actually increase headaches. And we're talking a medicine, it's called a medication overuse headache. Now, certain symptoms, and I'm talking um, medications for like antihistamines, um, antacids, pain relievers, all of these things will increase your headache. And I know that seems weird because you take a pain reliever, it reduces the headache symptom, but the headache can come back with a vengeance. Um, there's one drug that's, that's criminal. It's called Imitrex. Causes has an effect of rebound headache. And, and that's so frustrating when you think you're taking this drug to reduce your symptom of a headache, and it's causing a symptom of a headache. So when you've got a headache, let's say you can't get to the chiropractor, you've identified, that's probably a referred trigger point headache, you've identified some kind of issue, um, what do you do? Well, how about cayenne supplements? It's so weird, but and now this was a 1998 article in the journal, a clinical journal on pain. 33 previous studies found that capsaicin worked better than a placebo for cluster headaches. So cluster headaches are the worst kind of headache ever. It is just searing, searing, intense pain, debilitating. Okay, cayenne supplements help with it. The active ingredient in capsaicin is, it's called substance P. It's a neurotransmitter that helps sense pain to the brain. And this, this substance inside capsaicin depletes substance P, so it depletes your brain's um, uh, pain signal. 
so cayenne supplements, but I would take cayenne supplements only with meals. Now, if you look at looking at an x-ray, forward head carriage, and this is the head when you're standing looking at a person who's facing from the side, their ear should be in line with the shoulder. If their head is forward of that, that's called forward head carriage. And that's super common in cervical traumas and upper thoracic traumas. The problem is the muscles run down either side of our spine. They're not under conscious control. They're under proprioceptive control. That means they increase in tone under physical, chemical, or emotional stress. Now, hugely important when you're talking about this, the cervical spine because this is <coughs> in the neck. You're talking cardiac and respiratory center. You're looking at, at heart palpitations. You're looking at, I mean, virtually every um, cardiac function, that's heart, breathing, lung, um, all of these functions are inside of the neck. And if that heads forward, you're not going to function well. Now, you know you have an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's called the fight or flight or sympathetics. The other part that regenerates tissue is called the parasympathetic or rest, digest, and repair. That parasympathetic half of it is located in the neck area. Hugely important. And because if you've had some type of cervical trauma, you're going to have some type of problem with this head being forward, okay, or, or the body distorting. So you've got to correct this, the structural or physical stressors, and that's going to change how your body regulates. Now, it, it's interesting. There's a great article in 1995, uh, The Effect of Psychologic Stress on Blood Viscosity. And what's wild is under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your blood becomes thicker. And that thickened blood means that you can't hold healthy amounts of oxygen. And, and it's interesting, it also increases blood lipid or fat concentrations. Uh, so it's, it's all what mental stress, it increases the, the stress of the blood or the stress response. And that just makes sense because your body's going to respond correctly. One of the problems, okay, and this has to do with you, when you have a headache, and let, let me tell you, high blood pressure doesn't cause a headache but a headache will cause the blood pressure to elevate. Now, let's look at that. That means your body is going to give you symptoms for a reason. And if you are elevating your, um, your stress level, like let's say a stand on your foot. Beautiful. Does that hurt or is it uncomfortable? I can guarantee you it's going to be uncomfortable if I'm standing on your foot. Well, if I'm standing on your foot, you're, that's going to cause pain. Pain is going to put you into the fight-or-flight state, and the fight-or-flight state is going to cause your blood pressure to elevate. It's, it, it seems like too simple, but if you're taking a drug to lower pain, to lower symptoms, think how crazy that is. So medications will alter your brain's awareness of your body. So this means anyone taking a blood pressure drug or a cholesterol-lowering drug or pain relievers or antidepressants or anxiety or blood thinners, 
all of those drugs have damage, can damage mitochondria. Now, mitochondria are the powerhouses of the body. So this is going to lead to schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, epilepsy, Parkinson's, um, hepatitis. We're talking fibromyalgia, all of these different conditions where if you're damaging the mitochondria, damaging the powerhouses of the cell by taking a medication that's just to make you more comfortable during a headache, which is really your body giving you symptoms, telling you, hey, dude, there's a problem here. And if you're going to ignore it, you're also going to develop other pathologies as well. And I, I know it seems strange. It's like, why don't doctors know this? Why are they giving a cholesterol-lowering drug along with a pain reliever? Okay, uh, and then, you know, they're wondering why the person had migraines, headaches, stroke, epilepsy, bipolar disorder. Well, because these are a chemical stressor. So we've got to, got to change that world. Now, it's interesting, antidepressants uh, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are known to be associated for ab abnormal gastrointestinal bleeding. So this means if you're taking a drug to solve pain, it can increase um, bleeding inside of the brain. And this is the British Medical Journal. Um, you're talking, I think it was 1995. Now, um, there's a great article out of Medscape. I mean, this was 2019, so they, they still had censorship, but not as bad. Um, they found out that anyone who uses an anticholinergenic drug, uh, particularly people older than 55 for three or more years, had a 50% increase in risk of dementia. Now, anticholinergenic drugs, this is for just about everything. It's drugs that are for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, incontinence, uh, gastrointestinal disorders, uh, dizziness, motion sickness, Parkinson's, muscle relaxants, surgeries. All of those drugs can damage the brain. This is why we have a huge dementia risk in our population. Now, why does this have to do with the neck? We've well, got to correct the neck. Because when you're looking at why these things are prescribed, asthma and motion sickness, if you've got loss of curve in the neck, you're going to have altered proprioception, and this can actually lead to that. You've got the cardiac and respiratory center at the top of the neck. Um, you've got Parkinson's, where if you have loss of curve in the neck, that's going to be pulling on the brainstem, causing the body to spasm or seize out using that, those tremors to generate dopamine when you're looking at gastrointestinal disorders. What happens with that? Where is the nervous system that controls that? Well, that's located in the neck and the pelvis. And if it's not done correctly, then you could go back to there and correct it. You know, do you know what I mean? It's, you've got to get this thing corrected. Uh, if you're taking a drug, just had a patient tell me that she's taking Tylenol or, or Nitol every night to sleep. Um, and here we go. This is out of the uh, universe, or medicine associate professor of medicine, uh, Miles Bustani. And he said, simply put, we have confirmed that anticholinergenics, something as seemingly as benign for a medication for inability to get a good night's sleep or for motion sickness, can cause or worsen cognitive impairment 
especially long-term mild cognitive impairment and gradual memory loss. That is totally not kosher. So when we look at this, let's look at the neck, okay, which is hugely important. Now, if, if anyone, now we already read that under emotional stressors, psychological stress, that the blood increases its viscosity, that the blood becomes thicker, that the cells start to overlap. And we know that if you change that physical stress and, and reduce that at all, then the body has a good chance to regenerate tissue healthy. Chemical stress is the same. If you have physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body's going to respond correctly by thickening that blood. Um, and think of this. The things that that are poisonous to the nervous system. One, uh, we can't talk about. It starts with a V and it's an injectable. Vaccine. Okay, the other one, medications. MSG, monosodium glutamate, glyphosates, pesticides, and topical chemicals like Purell, sunscreen. These things are neurotoxic. That's right. When you get these um, pharmaceutical shills um, talking about how you need Purell and, and do the hand sanitizers, they're not talking about how it's neurotoxic. And neuroplasticity, what causes your brain to regenerate? Number one, movement. And then healthy fats, mental exercises, such as reading or memorizing. Aerobic exercise, such as moderate, um, healthy plant-based diet, and deep sleep. It, it's, it seems too simple. But we're going to run through a number of different cases, some of which um, we're looking at uh, this one patient, 69 years old, five medications, two blood pressure, a thyroid, an antacid, and a pain reliever. And what happens is within seven months, the person was off of all the blood pressure drugs, stopped the thyroid drug, stopped the antacids, and stopped the pain reliever. How cool is that? Now, it's interesting because each one of these drugs has an interaction with more drugs. Every time you take a blood pressure drug, you're increasing your risk of stroke by 30% or 30% more. So two blood pressure drugs, you're looking at around over 100% increase. Now, why do we talk about correcting the neck to correct heart function? Well, the heart has two nerve supplies. One is the top of the thoracic area. That one's drawn, it, it's, um, it's the sympathetic nerve supply to the heart. And this is more like the pacemaker of the heart. And what happens is you've got a certain rhythm to the heart. <coughs> and the pacemaker is called the SA node. And that's up in the right atrium. Now the sinoatrial node is the pacemaker of the heart. It sends it to the AV node, the, the node between the atrial and the ventricle. And that AV node slows down the impulse, and it allows the heart to contract. So that's, again, hugely important. When we look at... Um, when we look at uh, the the nerve supply to the heart, you've got one coming out of the top of the neck, one coming out of the top of the thoracic area. And the SA node is the top part of the heart, sends it to the AV node, which slows down the impulse, allows the ventricle and the atrium to, to fill up, 
and then the bundle of Hiss and Purkinje fibers. So you got the nerves inside of the heart that acu activate the heart, but the nerves outside of the heart that actually tell the heart how to function. And all of these are coming from the neck. And then we know breathing, C3, C4, C5, keeps you alive. So this is hugely important. That's the phrenic nerve, the nerve to the diaphragm. Now, how important is breathing? Well, breathing is, is you know, how your system alkalinizes. It's how your body detoxes. Breathing is probably the most important thing in the world that you can do. This is why we recommend diaphragmatic breathing. Now, you've got your heart. You've got the arteries coming off of it. One of the main arteries is called the carotid artery, and that comes up, and it splits the internal and external um, carotid. Now, right at that junction where the artery comes right off of the heart um, or off the arch of the aorta, um, you're, the, it splits, and inside of that center is a chemoreceptor and a baroreceptor, or these are literally a chemical receptor, so it measures carbon dioxide levels, and it measures blood pressure, and this is right in the neck. And if your respiration, because it's going to send a signal down to open up the blood vessels to increase respiration, <coughs> so you're getting rid of carbon dioxide. <sighs> That's getting rid of an acid. When your system becomes too alkaline, then that signal is going to start to slow down the blood pressure and slow down the blood flow to the lungs, which is going to decrease that carbon dioxide oxygen transfer. So it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. You've got a sensor in your neck that balances out carbon dioxide and blood pressure. Um, amazing. So when the CO2 goes up, the heart rate goes up and breathing increases. Uh, when CO2 goes down, the heart rate decreases, breathing decreases, and blood pressure decreases. So you can lower your blood pressure just by deep diaphragmatic breathing for 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, it, it seems too simple. Now, one of the insane things that we're doing is we're putting face baths on people. Now, this was a study out of the Scandinavian uh, journal. It's called Acta Neurologica Scandinavica, um, February 2006. The title of the article is Headaches and N95 Face Masks Against Health, uh, Amongst Healthcare Workers. <clears throat> now, think of this. 2006, that's 14 years before the, the uh, World Economic Forum took over their control of our world. Uh, now, what they go on to state, quote, just under 10% of the healthcare workers in one study experienced such severe symptoms that were forced to take on an average two full days of sick leave from leaving their healthcare jobs, while 60% of these healthcare professionals required the use of abortive analgesics because of the headaches. And here's another one out of 2020. Headaches associated with PPE, personal protective equipment, a cross-sectional study among frontline healthcare workers during COVID-19. Quote, a more recent study involving 159 healthcare workers aged 21 to 35 found that 81% developed headaches were from wearing a mask, which is a sign of dangerously low oxygen levels. All healthcare workers felt like they, the headache affected their work performance. So think of that. So you're taking these frontline workers, 
covering their face, and you're decreasing oxygen to their brain and body. How does that help them? You never cover healthy people. Never. I mean, this is foolishness. You don't want to limit the oxygen to your brain, and you don't want to rebreathe in your own waste. So now let's get the curve back in the neck. Now, typically, there's going to be a loss of curve or forward head carriage. Now, again, hugely important. If you're sitting at a desk, all you got to do is put your elbows on the desk, put your thumbs underneath your chin, and lift your chin up to the to the ceiling. And you're just going to rest your chin into your palms or into your thumbs. What this is going to do is going to relax all the muscles in the back, and you got to deep breathe while you're doing it. This is going to help fluid flow into those discs and oxygenate oxygenate the discs. Because breathing forces an increase, it's called intrathecal pressure, and it forces fluid into those discs, which is amazing. Plus, it allows the neck to restore its curve. Because just by sitting in that position, you're um, a deep breathing, so it's going to be easier. You're restoring the curve in your neck. It's a fantastic exercise. You can also... Um, put like a thin towel or a pillowcase around the back of your neck. You pull straight down with about two pounds of pressure, not not more than that, and you lift your chin up to the ceiling, then look straight ahead and relax. Then up to the ceiling, then straight ahead and relax. So that, that movement is actually going to help de-stress out the entire body. I mean, it's just brilliant. Um, you can also... Think about, like, if you're 12 years old watching um, a TV program on the floor. Okay, you lay in your tummy, put your elbows on the floor in front of you, and your chin in your palms. And now, on most people, this may strain the low back. So put a pillow underneath your, your ankles so your feet are slightly flexed. But this position, and again, deep breathe while you're doing it, and you're forcing oxygen into the tissue. It's just amazing. Um, then you've got to get your neck adjusted by a corrective chiropractor. And what's interesting, I'm going to demonstrate a couple of adjusting techniques um, on how when we're adjusting, we're not twisting, we're not turning the head. Head's turned over in 10 to 15 degrees. It is an extension because that opens up all of the discs on the front portion. And then you just ask to see if... Um, when you're doing the adjustment, you're you're not turning the head. It's a straight thrust from the back to the front. And too many chiropractors are twisting the heck out of the head in order to um, get a pop. The pop is not the adjustment. The pop is pressure being released. So there's a way to get that that neck working correctly and adjusted correctly, and there's a way to not have it done correctly. And again, I'm going to bring up a whole bunch of cases uh, before and after x-rays, but it's really, really simple to take pressure off of that upper neck area and get it corrected. I mean, basically, when you're looking at physical stressors, you've got structural and neurologic corrections, and that's just sitting with the foam piece, you know, look at our pelvic health videos, doing the neck curve exercises. Chemical stressors, this has to do with chelation, IV chelation, oral chelation, saunas, change in the sleep patterns. Then emotional stressors, 
this neurolinguistic programming, cerebellar stimulation, that means cross-crawl activity. All of those things are going to be fantastic. And getting that neck into extension will actually help heal it. So when we talk about the five keys to health, the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, um, and the, the proper nerve supply addresses those stressors. Regular exercise, proper nutrition, and sufficient rest. It, it just makes sense. Now, the second part of this, um, we're going to talk about um, revolution. And it, there's interesting, there's an organization called FragileStates.org. And it talks about the five conditions that have to be in place for society to collapse. Number one, the government must be clothed to broad participation or popular control. We'll find that out this November if there's election integrity. Two, the government must be weakened by some sort of crisis. That's true. The crisis must be a material one, such as military or development failure, fiscal distress, sustained inflation, or sharp spike in food prices. All of those have happened. The crisis may occur when a government imposes an ideologically an ideology that's widely opposed by its own people, and it may be a succession of crises that leads to a shift of allegiances. Um, so it looks like we got five for five on this, and I brought this this list up back in 2017, and said that we were close then. We are there now. So. Get ready for something big. EMP, just get food. Um, talk to your neighbors. Get water for at least a couple, three weeks. Okay, and um, the prepared chance favors the prepared. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.